2013 and we are so excited to present another bitchin' episode of Lucha World. I was going to say, how's it going, everybody? How's it going, everybody? Well, maybe not bitchin', <laughs> a kind of enjoyable edition of Lucha World. Um, we are going to do several things tonight. We're going to be looking back uh, at some of the finest luchadores of 2012, talking about the re- uh, the recent uh, Tomatonga Sombra battles. A whole lot of good stuff. How are you, Fred? And we're going to talk about Impact? Or is that? Oh, that's the next. That's the other show. <laughs> that's the show that Vandal has nothing to do with. I am Vandal Drummond, and I am here with the uh, mad scientist in Walnut Kills who runs the engineering studio of a Lucha World. <laughs> You're making it sound like we have like this whole, this big old setup for the show. That's right, we do. Fredo wears a black cape. Yes. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm standing around a bunch of like mix boards and stuff. <laughs> that's right. Mixing boards and what audio components. And there's a bunch computers. of computers. And there's a bunch of chemicals and beakers. With, yes. With funky green fluids floating out of it, and he has a black. And we use that for the podcast. Yeah. We use all those chemicals for the podcast, just like a mad scientist would do in the old Neutron or Santo movies. He even has a black Lamborghini that he uh, drives <laughs> Travel, around. Travels time in time. <clears throat> and I want to tell you, the Lamborghini made him happy. His happiness is because of his black Lamborghini that he commits evil, rudo crimes with. <clears throat> we have a lot of news to talk about. Yes. What did we start off with? Well, we were going to talk about Alusha. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the we're, new, the new we're, Alusha we're, got in. You know, we should actually talk about that first. Like, we have this whole list we wrote about. But Alusha beatboxing and rapping and yes. breakdancing is, the, is, the, is the, uh, the high point to the end of 2012. I agree. And I saw that video. Okay, now that was Billie Jean he was rapping to. Yes, yes. He was doing was, beatboxing. Yeah, now before he actually broke out into the tune, as I was hearing the beat... I could twi- I, 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 this is how uh, you can tell that I listened to a whole different strain of music is I thought he was about to break into Peter Gabriel's Tears Without Fears. Oh jeez. What is that? Or Without Frontiers or something like that. <laughs> I've never heard that song. Peter Gabriel. Or Without Tears or War Without Frontiers. God, I forgot the lyrics already. My memory It's not Tears for Fears? Not Tears for Fears, no. no. Oh. Peter Gabriel, games, the only... Games he, Without Frontiers, War Without Tears. The only Peter bum, Gabriel bum, song bum, I know bum, is Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. You don't even know the one from the Say Anything where John Cusack holds the boombox, what he's doing. Yeah, but I don't remember. I don't remember it, though. In your eyes. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. I just don't remember. But Aluche did an awesome job. Yes. He's probably the best. He's probably the mascot of 2012. Although Mihai is probably the best one, well, though. When you think of Alushi, he's kind of like the archetype of mascots. Yeah, but that's Ke Monito now. That's true. Ke Monito. I gotta say the line that I have said over and over again, but I want to open up 2013. Does everybody know that I once teamed with Ke Monito's cousin? You did? Yes. <laughs> his cousin. Who, who was his cousin? Chemotherapy. <laughs> 
You know what I was gonna. I lost my hair, but we won the war together. Yes, yes. Thank you. You know what I was gonna tell you. Um, I don't know if I should say it when we start talking about the matches, or I should bring it up before. K Monita, I was watching him on a, in a on the that online show on mm-hmm. Terra dot com. Um, he was having a he was in a trios match, and he somehow like, you know, the corners, the side where the 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 posts are, and, yes. and in between the posts, there's like these um the wires that hold the the ropes. Yeah, the cables. Yeah. The cables and all yeah. that. Well, he somehow like, like rolls in between that, and somehow uses the that cable, the bottom cable, uh-huh. to keep himself from falling and just laying there the whole time. Oh, that's too awesome! <laughs> he, looked, he just looked dead like the whole time. It was like a ten minute. There was a ten minute moment where he was just laying there. Were you almost worried what happened to him? Yes, I was like, my God, somebody check on him. He looks like he's dead. But then he come, he he rolls out, and then Zacharias at Perico starts beating on him and oh, just awesome. like kicking his ass the whole time, which was awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh, and then I, and then the heels. One one of them picks Ultimo Girl picks him up. Gorilla presses presses him. Mm-hmm. And drops him on Terrible's knee. Mm-hmm. And then Terrible grabs them, airplane spins them. And as he airplane spins them, um, the other guy, I can't remember who the other guy was. Who's the other guy? Oh, Tiger. Tiger drop kicks him. <laughs> as he's Sweet. There. Not airplane, um, that, that giant swing. The giant swing. Sweet. Which is even more awesome. But that was hilarious. That was hilarious. I like. That, I was, like. that was the good news for this past week. Unlike what happened on Wednesday morning. Now. You do know what happened. I right? do know that the new Mystico, who is not fully healed from his original injury, has sustained another injury. Is that correct? Yeah, he, I think he he re-injured the same, <laughs> the same, the same injury he had before. I think it was a leg injury. He re-injured that again. Now, is it the situation where? He came back too early from his... He was cleared to return on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So he wrestled that Tuesday night. And then he wrestled the Wednesday morning. And right away injured it. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a freak accident, but I mean... it could have been. There's a question. What was his left shoulder injury? Before... Oh, so it's a total separate injury. It's not like his original injury was aggravated. No, it was the shoulder. But if you watch, if you watch the Puebla, the injury, mm-hmm. you thought he broke everything, because <laughs> like, oh, his leg, like, like if you watch the replay, the the Tercera Caída crew have shown the video. He like he likes it. I'm surprised it was just the shoulder that because his leg like looked like it snapped, <laughs> oh, but it was the shoulder. Well, now, my question is: before he was the new Mystico, was he injury prone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he had an. I think he had a couple of injuries during his okay. his early run. Because my first thought was, oh, is he just like feeling pushed too hard? You know. Well, see the problem. The, yeah, there that, there's that because he's mystical, and the other thing is that he has this mentality where he thinks he um, has to be take more risks than the original. Right. Because the original really, like, if you look at what he did compared to some of the other guys who do a lot of like Mascara Dorada, Titan, mm-hmm. Aerostar, the original Mystico, well, the second Mystico. The other one, the more the, 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 famous, the, Mystico, the famous Mystico, the famous Mystico was um wasn't didn't do that many risks like those guys. I mean, he would do something, but it wasn't any anywhere near that that dangerous. I mean, Sombra does like like some crazy shit. Oh, now. totally. Well, yeah. you, but it's like it's it's it's, it's like riskier moves. Like, I don't think is what's going to define his character. I think no. a lot of people would know that too. I yeah. Mean, and, well, I think he just wants to be different from the other one. Right. Yeah, and, and that's his way. That's his way that's of being his different. Way of doing it. Yeah. So, he's 
he's hurt again. So now all of a sudden, the New Japan CMLL um, triple shot in Japan mm-hmm. is in jeopardy that he might not be able to make it. Although he, apparently he might still be able to go because mm-hmm. it's a shoulder injury, he could still you know wave to the fans, sign autographs. That's true. But now he's gonna he might be out of that. And now, that pretty much Roosh, Roosh is golden in Japan, right? Yeah, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's really like he's big time. Okay, he's 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 considered a good worker by the guys in the promotion in Japan. In Japan, That's the New Japan people like him. Now, they like him. Now, do you like to call him Rush or Roosh? I call him Latino. Yeah, okay, Latino. <laughs> his old his old gimmick. I just <laughs> I call him Rush. Rush. I just call okay. him Rush. Rush. But it's you could call him Rouge, Rush, whatever. Okay, as long as you don't call him Limbaugh, I'm yeah. fine like that. Yeah. Mm. You call him Limbaugh, too. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. That would be, you know, Rush the Wrestler, but Rules, the, the main Rush focus, the Radio, Commentator, Blows. The focal guy, in the, if you see the poster, the focal guy for those that tour is the Mystico, the new mm-hmm. Mystico. He's the main focus. And the way it's booked, it's basically him. It's odd that they're focusing it on him as his tenure has has been just kind of static. I mean, I know seriously. But the thing is, like the August when he debuted, it drew well. Mm-hmm. But then, like ever since that point, it's like every single he's. I think he got hurt right after that, didn't he? Like he missed a couple of weeks or something. I, I, Came back and then he got hurt again because he did that dive and he hurt himself. Yeah, I remember. I'm totally I remember seeing that. Of the timeline. Yeah, and then like honest. he's had like two or three injuries, and it's like, yeah, you know, this guy's not. Poor guy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he's just jinxed or something. Yeah, maybe it's the mask or something, the gimmick. Because I mean, look at Sin Cara. He's not doing any. He's not. He's, yeah. When he was doing the gimmick, he was he was getting hurt all the time too. Remember, like he was always like that's he had true. shoulder injuries. Well, and what is it? Wasn't part of that is wasn't he, he was overworked? Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. He was resting these insane schedules, yeah. trying to make as much money as he possibly yeah. could. Um, to open up a gym. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess since we brought up Rush. One of the initial subjects we're going to go over is what wrestlers have totally blown our minds in 2012. Who are our favorites? I thought we were talking about um, Alusha. Well, yeah. Well, Alusha was basically he stands it. out. He stands and Mihe. out. And Mihe was like the standout. Him taking the German suplex from Diamante Azul. Did you see that? No, I did not see him that. And, him and Volador Jr. holding him and Diamante Azul grabbing them and giving them that scary German <laughs> suplex. <laughs> Was like the highlight. He's great. He's my favorite. He's your favorite. Yes, okay, he's so, my favorite so is that your number one pick? Yes. In yes, he's my number one pick. Okay. If I was starting a promotion, my number one pick would be Mihe. Okay. And my number two pick would be Zacharias at Perico. My number one pick uh, when I get the bid is Kemonito. And then Conan. <laughs> How do you know? How do you read my mind? That's not <laughs> you, fair. You need someone to book. <laughs> oh, man. We are living in a police state when Alfredo Esparza can read my mind. <laughs> no, you know, for best wrestler of 2000, there was a lot of good wrestlers. I mean, a lot of good performers this year. I mean, Rush, you mentioned. Rush has become... Uh, I would honestly say Rush and Sombra are my two favorite luchadores of, you know, as a stand. In, every, in all of everything? Yeah. Even more than um, Conan? Hey. <laughs> oh, Conan's not wrestling, right? Conan's not wrestling. Conan's not wrestling anymore. You want Conan to kick my ass, don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just yeah, I know you do. Maybe he can catch you, which I doubt. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, them two, they're 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 great. Terrible was outstanding this this past yes, year, yes. 2012. Um, Tejano Junior was great too. 
Messias, I mean, there were some... If he wasn't er- injured a lot of times, and, like, sometimes there's no focus on mm-hmm. him, he would. He was great, too, whenever he was around. Um, who else? L.A. Park was great. From a storyline standpoint, mm-hmm. L.A. Park is, like, head and shoulders above everybody else. And L.A. Park... He doesn't have to wrestle. He could do a promo, and he's good. Yeah, you know? and that's actually something where I want to step in real quick and say, when I'm talking about my favorite luchadores... I have watched a lot of CMLL and almost no AAA. Which is embarrassing. Which is totally embarrassing. I'm so appalled. You are, when you're I'm hearing, appalled. Disgusted. I'm delighted. <laughs> I am delighted. I think next week will be, next next podcast will be the Dr. Lucha taking over. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll tell me I haven't watched any AAA. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, well, one, uh, CMLL is all over TV yeah, on my yeah. cable network. Uh, and I keep saying this, but I do have to fit in some time to check out some AAA. Uh, yeah. But despite some ant booking, I, I am a huge CMLL fan. I just think Titan was really good. Titan was really good. I think Felino was always good. Yeah, he wasn't that good. Nero Costas was awesome. He's always awesome. Yeah. I like Felino. I don't like Felino. I love I Felino. hate him, though. No, I actually well, I think it's to. great. I think it's great that Ultimo Guerrero created this whole... He just makes me laugh at the whole thing where he copy, mimics him doing, the, doing his celebration. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. He does it all the time. He does it every time. It's like, oh, God. I'm glad other, wrestler, other people are noticing that he does it all the time. <laughs> but Felino, you know, he's, he's good, but he's always around. So it's like he, you kind of... I get what you're I, saying. The Pesta Negra thing is kind of a comedy group. And I dug their last match I, mm-hmm. that, the last week mm-hmm. on Terra.com. I saw them. And it was a comedy match. The fans loved yeah. it. The fans loved it. But it's like when you watch so much wrestling. And you're kind of. The same. Yeah, you kind of get. You kind of get. You, you kind of get tired you. of it. Yeah. Well, so I guess that's why I'm partial to And see, so, yeah, because you haven't seen a lot of Felino yeah. this yeah. past year. Yeah. And I, I remember when he dropped his mask, I thought, okay, that's it. But and it's a gimmick you dig too, so it's like I it's something. I loved yeah. that gimmick, but man, he really—I love the way he recreated himself into a whole different yeah, being. Yeah, uh, From well, that's what Nero Casas. He did the same thing too. Like he wasn't—he wasn't a, he wasn't a dan- dancer or anything like that. And look, now he's right. a, he's dancing with a little parrot. <laughs> <laughs> and how can you not give Nero Casas more points, given that his his little the little parrot carries him to the corner <laughs> when he's during a match? I said it a hundred times. I'll say it again. Negro Costas, my all-time favorite luchador. Yeah, Costas this year. I mean, he had some great matches like Sombra. Mm-hmm. He the two. I think he had two matches with Angel de Oro that were really good. Yes. The girl Maya Junior match, which I hadn't watched, I haven't seen that but I heard it's good. He had a match before that that was really good too. I can't remember what it was. Might have been Angel de Oro. If I remember right, he he and I are around the same age. In fact, uh, yeah, it's, it's his, his birthday. It's his today. birthday today. Yeah. Happy birthday, Negro Costas. Yeah. He you follows know. me on Twitter. Keep He's, following Fredo and yes, become a wise yes. man, Mr. Casas. Him and Cranio. And I think and yesterday... And that's why is my favorite. <laughs> yesterday, John Strongman had Yes, birthday. John Strongman's birthday, too. Happy birthday, John Strongman. We know you're listening. Yes, <laughs> yeah, sure. He's too busy working out. Come on. Exactly. And eating 1,000 chicken legs or whatever, <laughs> whatever he eats to get that big. That guy's ridiculously big. I know, totally. He, he rocks in a di- way different from Casas. Yeah. They rock But I mean, Casas... I can't remember who else was in there. I said Terrible. Terrible was awesome. Like, even the match he had with Sombra. Mm-hmm. You didn't watch that, right? No, I didn't. That was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it was pretty good. He had the great match with Rush. Mm-hmm. 
And that, he, that I and the tag I team, the tag that. team he had with Rush, which was pretty great because Rush was being such a great Rudo mm-hmm. when they did that. Um, they were teaming in that tournament that they do at the beginning of the year. That's the bad thing about doing year-end reviews. You always remember what happened the last four months, and you forget everything that happened after, before that. It's, or, or you remember everything early, but then you forget everything in the middle. Well, you know what we should do? We should all we should take notes from day one to day. See, I day. when I do the Lutral 100, mm-hmm. people always ask me, are you keeping notes of everything? I go, no. I just go back, and I actually go through like the data, like the Cubs fans, Lucha Blogs database, mm-hmm. and I will go through everything. And if there's something I skipped, I'll actually watch it again. That's cool. Which I is like kind of like, like the that. nerd in me right there doing that. So yeah, Russian t- Terrible, that was like one of the... Yeah, Ray Cometa was great. Ray, Ray Cometa versus Puma King. Puma King. Which is one which, I did see. Puma King is another guy who got really I good. I really like him yeah. a lot. He's, he's a guy who's on the rise. That was the match that we had talked about in a previous episode. Yeah. Where actually seeing the fans' handheld f- footage was actually more compelling. That match just had so many different spots that you were just like, oh my god, this Beautiful. is really good. Beautiful. Beautifully executed. And I could understand, match. like, some people would like that match, and then other people would really like the Rush Terrible match. Apples and Because it's just a great brawl. Mm-hmm. Both matches, I mean, I thought they were both great. I did too. I, I enjoyed I both of them. them. Yeah. And then I, in the independence, the Oficiales were the best. Yes, Hands yes. down, those guys were all awesome. It's hard to pick. I mean, some people say Oficial 911 was the best one this past year. But then you remember, I saw Oficial AK-47. He was mm-hmm. great. Fierro, I dig, because he has that... He looks like one of those um, old, um, like, Rico Tovar and um, Chico Che. You know, the musicians, one of the cumbia singers. The cumbias, the old groups in the I'm gonna 70s. Sound, I'm going to sound You don't know very, what cumbia is? I'm going to sound oh like such God, a honky boy right now. Oh, my now. God. How embarrassing. I'm honky boy. White boy, white boy shit, like yep. Conan says. <laughs> you guys don't, you guys don't know anything about. Kurt, you don't, you don't, you don't watch. Hey. Kurt, you don't watch sports. Let's let's just yeah, let's let, just let, prove this. Let's get on the table. Kurt, you don't watch sports, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the shows I watch, you want Sons of Anarchy. You don't watch. I don't watch Sons. The of Walking Anarchy. Dead. You haven't watched. I think you. And I love it. zombies. Yes. And I love yes. zombies. So basically, when I say that I could feel what Conan's going through on his podcast doing it with white people <laughs> white boys I'm going through it every single well, podcast well and even a lot of the uh... even the slam and stands <laughs> well listen well, I, I, I listen to Rafaga but yeah. again I guess you call that white boy stuff because they're pretty yeah. boy cumbia I'm not yeah. talking about Rafaga the uh, badass band in Mexico I'm yeah. talking about the Argentine pretty boy band oh really oh totally totally oh, and how did Come I on. find out about them you don't uh, even know who Rafaga the wrestler is. I know there's, there's a wrestler a called Rafaga. There's been a bunch called Rafaga. Now, doesn't there was mean, one that was really good in Montreal. Isn't that like a term for machine gun fire or something like I that? So. Rafaga? I don't it's remember. like a slang. I don't remember. <laughs> well, I discovered the group Rafaga by watching <laughs> you're, you're, a right? movie. The podcast, the, whites, the white part of me, the American part of yes. me takes over. <laughs> I, know, totally, <laughs> I don't remember. Totally. I don't remember anything. But to show how I'm straying from Mexico to Argentina... It's an Argentine band, Rafaga. Uh-huh. I found out about them from watching a movie called Un Noche con Sabrina Love. Uh-huh. And I was watching that movie because uh, it had a cameo by an Argentine singer named Charlie Garcia. How did I find about Charlie Garcia? Because uh, at some point he has some involvement in Titanes and El Ring. I like how you just went to something else. Yeah, so this but is... But we're not talking about Titanes right now, you we're know. We're not, but I just <laughs> want to say this is six degrees of Martin Caradagian and El Titanes, Los Titanes and El Ring, which is, while I'll Isn't never just... speak Spanish fluently because I can't even get 
you know, my... Uh, this is the great thing about... Um, it's blast. It's like a blast. Yeah, yes. what you said. It's a machine gun blast, kind of. Yeah, cool. I, um, oh, well, who did you like the, in 2012? Uh, Besides those guys. I mean, Girl Maya Jr. was great. That guy is great. That, that guy is outfit. just awesome. Uh, I love the alien outfit. <clears throat> when I he goes it. against Cranio, and I have to give Cranio props too. Not, not. I'm not saying that because he follows me on Twitter, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and because he asked me for tech support or anything. <laughs> you know, this is he looked. He was really good this year. Yeah, I mean, Guerrero, Guerrero Maya Jr. That outfit he has yeah. reminds me of the first time I ever saw some of the really more garish Day of the Dead artwork. Mm-hmm. He seems like something I would see in a nightmare. Yeah, if I was a kid who had f- saw his first Day of the Dead festival. Um, Great work. You know, Sombra, Sombra is like absolutely my fave of the year. Uh, well, guess what? He's not mine. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, of course. No. One of the things I like about him is I I love how he has a gimmick that is so simple, mm-hmm. so understated. Uh, and he could have his, his tights, his mask could be even more understated. They could be plain... And somehow he exudes a charisma all his own. Yeah, yeah. He has just an aura all his own. Hard worker. Um, I don't even know what you call that suplex move he does. Oh, the... I don't remember. Well, we have to <laughs> name it. We're going to give it a No, name. there's a name. There's a name for it. But it, it's simple but beautiful. You know what's the great thing when you have a laptop in front of you? Mm-hmm. You can go to luchawiki.org. Fredo thinks of these things. I don't. I just sit here and I and you laugh. Can find, and you can search like, Sombra and Cubs fan or Robbie Hardy probably already you, posted it. You can email me at Liger, L-Y-G-E-R at A-O-L dot com and tell me, am I killing this show? Should I just let Fredo do it? You know, it'd be I really, think you could do a better it, job it really, than I could. It'd be really sad because I'd be talking to myself the whole time. <laughs> you know, I thought about that when we were, gonna, when we were doing mm-hmm. the podcast. I thought maybe I could do it like Carl Stern. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Carl Stern's like that's just insane what he does. I, I cannot... I'd have I, I think I feel self conscious talking to myself. Yeah. That's Liger L Y G E R at A O L dot com. Right. Yeah, it's the Briante driver. The Briante driver. I love that move. Then I love how he has his uh look, there's even a GIF, an animated a GIF, GIF of it. Look which none of you can see since this is an audio show. They know what it is. People listening to this show know who Sombra is. They probably but they can't see the GIF. They can go on Lucha Wiki. Come on. We're watching a can of GIF peanut butter on the screen. Sombra has turned into... He grabs Mr. Aguila and he just crushes him. That's right. Look at that. Mr. Aguila was great too. He had a cool uh, cool face paint and everything. Yeah, he did. You Um, know, it's so funny, (laughs) Mr. Aguila. You can tell when he's not going to work well. Because his hair doesn't... He doesn't spike his hair. No way! That's like a, a telling point? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it's it. Funny. It's kind of like you can tell if he's depressed or yes, not. Yes, yeah. I think he's probably de- battling depression. Oh, oh that's regularly sad today. I got it. Okay, Sombra, the, the other thing I like... I love how he has that real, you know, real technical wrestling finish, the Brigante driver. Then I love how he has that flashy... Uh, Why double is it? Black, the double black flip uh-huh. uh, where he misses once. I hate that I love that you move. know why I hate it because he always misses it <laughs> <laughs> he always misses the second moonsault 
He always misses it's such it. A cool move. Yeah, I know it looks cool, but it's gotta be yeah. the other guy has to do it like yeah. move at the right time. Actually, actually, because he did it to somebody and it, it like looked really bad. I think he did Tamatonga and Tamatonga and it didn't look that good. Mm-hmm. Was it him? Yeah, because he did it Even to. It was a- I think it was somebody else I saw and the guy moved perfectly for it. Yeah. And the, but some of the other guys they don't move properly. And actually, like, actually, come, when you come to think of it, it's a move that shouldn't be done all the time. Yeah, it should be, a move should be like like against certain guys he could do it or something. Yeah, and also like, oops, I missed. Oops, I but yeah, like, I yeah. got him the second time. But he comes up with a bunch of different spots too, which I but really dig. The move, uh, you know, we'll talk about the match he had with Toma Tonga and <laughs> Tonga Toma. <laughs> I'm killing the show. You're butchering Toma Tonga's I'm name. I'm butchering everybody tonight. Yeah. No, we're talking. We're, 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 we're going to ruin the English language on the show, <laughs> I, or, because our Spanish isn't as bad as the English. My English is terrible. I don't. I hope my sister Eleanor doesn't hear this. She is the one who always corrected my grammar growing up, and yeah. she would beat the shit out of me if she heard me talking. So back to Tamatanga. Yes. Okay, Tinga Tonga. Um, <laughs> that the move we were raving about. That. Uh, oh, the it's like a somersault. Into like a flip, into a, the, a landing on his back or something. Yes. like a back backwards plancha. Yeah, yeah. It's not often I go wow, but that uh, that's just a great move. That was just a beautiful move. Imagine if you didn't hit him. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been sad. Yes. Yeah, um, but there's so many guys that are really talented in C- in CML and AAA. I mean, Phoenix, Daga, all these guys are really good. The Indies, Flamita, Flamita was really good in 2012. He's somebody you'll probably see next year. Okay. If you watch AAA, you would have already seen him in a really good match. <laughs> the, that fusion show, if you find on tvcdeportes.net, mm-hmm. well, it's tvcdeportes.net on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you look it up, you'll find the show Fusion, AAA Fusion. And in that show, there's um, there's a bunch of like indie guys because they don't book all the CML, all the AAA guys. It's like AAA guys, and then there's Perils de Mal and... IWRG guys or wherever they're at and they have Flamita in there mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of these like like Aita and all these other guys who are really good you're like who are these guys huh? Oh, <laughs> you're like who are these guys that's what I'm saying yeah. yeah so who was, who would you say was the best wrestler for 2012 in your opinion because um, everybody picked Terrible basically I I know Super Luchas picked Terrible I think Steve picked Terrible I'm still going with Sombra Tercera Caída picks Terrible. I think I kind of, I lean towards Sombra, mm-hmm. but I can see why other people would say Terrible. Yeah. But I kind of lean towards Sombra just because the guy had, the guy had some great matches. The guy it is was just, great year yeah. for him. It was, yeah. um, if you yeah. care, if you care about like the world title and all this mm-hmm. like fancy stuff, then yeah, he's the guy, Terrible is the guy. But then Sombra had some great matches. The Negro Casas match, you haven't seen that from Puebla? No, I have not. The only reason we saw that is because Cubs fan figured out how to cop... Um, really? Yeah, off the internet or something. Cool. <laughs> catch, catch, catch streams uh, and so, shit. Sombra is just such a, a d- diverse wrestler. There's a lot of... When I turn on a lot of Lucha, mm-hmm. and again, this isn't me watching enough of it, is I see a lot of guys breaking to a lot of the same spots... Uh, you know, a lot of common lucha spots. And there's something about Sombra where it looks like he's... His mind's always working to do something Do something new. different, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I love the way he... he he's another of, guy who's accepted big time in New Japan, too. Really? Yeah, cool. he's, he's been a guy who, like... Yeah, I mean, they still have him job. And well, yeah. <laughs> they, they job him all out. But the, but the fact that they, yeah, they want him, yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, 
Oh, Namahagwe. I got to mention Namahagwe, mm-hmm. too. He was really good. The Japanese guy. He was probably the best foreigner in 2012 in Mexico. And he was you great. say Tomatonga was probably... Probably up. second. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, AAA, right now I'm blanking. Right. Well, Macias is probably technically the best yeah. foreigner. Yeah. Because Jeff Jarrett sucks ass. So. <laughs> like, he did. You know who was really good in that? It wasn't Jeff Jarrett. It was Karen. <laughs> Karen is outstanding. <laughs> That's what I've been hearing. Karen is outstanding. I, I mean... I, I, I've watched less TNA than I've watched anything. And yeah, she was, I hear people raving about her. She's not her. on TNA. She's been in AAA, though. But, I mean, everything she's done in yeah, the past yeah, yeah. how long, I always hear rave reviews about yeah, her. Yeah, she was great in, um, in... Oh, um, and then, speaking of women, Marcella was great in yes, CMLL. Yes, yes. Um, Fabi Apache and Mary Apache were really good, too. I love the Apaches. I dig that kick that they do. You should mm-hmm. do that. They lift their leg up all the way to the, like, really high, mm-hmm. and then they just hit the person in the top of the oh, head. Like yeah, like, like, yeah, like, like a DS. Yes. It's awesome. You should, you should add that to your offense. Yeah, Lucky Pierre has something to offer <laughs> in 2013. Other than biting. Other than biting and butchering yes. great wrestlers' names. Yes. I apologize to Tom Atonga. Oh, you said it right. I must. I, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Yes. Now we got to find new names. Do you got to start adding new some? names? New names. Uh, who, 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 Tanahashi? You could say Tanahashi. <laughs> Tanahashi. Yeah. Uh, Tonga, I dig. He's one of those foreigners who seems to fit right in. Like he doesn't he's, totally go. He he doesn't totally do. He's a really nice guy. Style. He seems like a really nice guy too. Like he's the guy who I think. That's the thing I've noticed. Like the guys who make it in Mexico, they're a little more easier going. Like I've noticed Marco Corleone. Yeah. Marco Corleone was like that um, strong man. Mm-hmm. They're all more. They're easy going. They're not like as yeah, high strung little... on. Oh, I, you guys should. Come up with a trios championship match where we I got are, a great angle. Yes, for I us. got a great angle. This worked so, in America. Yes. work here, man. They, they seem to be more realistic yeah, about you. You could learn from me, man. Yeah. No, I think diplomacy and an open mind go a long ways. Well, because he he doesn't wrestle a lucha style, but man, he fits in and he, he seems in. to understand the psychology of lucha. Well, I mean, like even like I saw some of his stuff in Japan. He wasn't that impressive in Japan. Really? Well, it's not. I think because he works undercard, mm-hmm. so it's like. You know, undercard is not that, um, you kind of tend to skip that stuff, or you, yeah. you forget about that stuff. Whereas in Mexico, he was like in the main event, yeah, and he was like, he screwed up one spot at one point and he was called out for it, <laughs> and he promised never to do it again. And he, but he, he worked, he did really well the rest of the time. He's really good, I like him. So yeah. we should start talking about the matches, yes, let's do that because yeah, the uh, recent matches we've seen, which. Do you want me to start with Tejano versus Macias? Yes. Because you don't watch Triple I did not see it, so I'll take it away, Fredo. I liked it. It wasn't as good as um, Terrible, Rush. wasn't as good as Ray Cometa versus Puma King. I think it would have been better if they didn't do so much of that bullshit other gimmicky stuff. Mm -hmm. Because those two guys can work. I mean, there's. I think that's the one thing you get out of it is that Tejano... When you see Tejano working that match, you're like... That's what CMLL lost. Because mm-hmm. that's the one point where you're like, okay, he's a main event guy. Yes. On his own. And it was really good. But, I mean, it wasn't as good as the other stuff. And it wasn't as good as those other two matches I mentioned. And not as good as some of the other stuff that AAA can pull out. Mm-hmm. But this... Because they, they basically had um, Samurai um, Del Sol Octagon Jr. Yes. As Messias's second. Messias? Messias? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It works. And then um, Tejano had uh, Silver King as his second. So basically, it was a lot of interference by Silver King throughout mm-hmm. the match. 
And it kind of it, it puts it, a buzzkill. Yeah, on but I mean, it worked because they did. They wanted to have blood. They wanted to do a little bit mm-hmm. more. I guess they wanted to have Messias have to like defy all odds to to keep the belt. Right. And he loses it with a power bomb. Tejano wins with a power bomb. Mm-hmm. It was actually two power bombs. He hit him once, and then he got him a second time and got the win. Cool. But um, still, it's like you kind of want a clean, clean kind of match. Because then they've done it. They've had it done where you don't. You they, you get to do all these like chairs and all that mm-hmm. stuff but it could be just them two guys doing the, the stuff you know like yeah. LA Park and Messias did that I know because you know I know that uh, Lucha is changing and that's just yeah. the way it goes but one of the things I miss about old school Lucha is the Rudos would be total Rudos I gotta all admit all the time except except when there was a title match yes and they still wrestled dirty during maybe a, a Puestas match but you'd get clean finishes this match would have been great if it was, it would, it would have been at the level of Rush versus Terrible mm-hmm. because Messias is really good, and Tejano Junior's. I mean, he's at up there with Terrible. But the problem, it's like you add all this gimmick stuff, like the guy knocking down the ref, all this, the ref getting distracted, and it's fine. But I mean, that's eh, it makes know. it feel like you, yeah. what you saw on TV last week rather than. A I'm just glad. I'm, I, I will say that it was good, mm-hmm. and that it didn't have all that other stuff that they could have done more stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it's AAA, they could have done a little more where they would have had somebody else interfere. interfere. <laughs> yes. You know, they would have had somebody run in, else run in. So the, I think I was satisfied with that. I was, I mean, I would say it was it was good, but it wasn't at the top of the list. Okay. I'll put it up there, but it's not my top match. I haven't come up with my top match. Now, I'd have to do some really hard thinking to think of what I saw throughout the year. But I want to say that... Uh, Vandal Drummond versus <laughs> versus nobody. Nobody. <laughs> the, uh, the uh, we, you know the tournament, the recent tournament. Yeah, we, we were going to talk about the tournaments. How Let's much talk fun about they that were because that was awesome. The Copa now, Juniors. The Copa Junior. Now you saw the initial elimination match. Yeah, the initial no. See. The initial the initial one was Sombra winning. That was good. It had the bigger names on it. Mm-hmm. Like Mascara Dorada, like the guys you like. Oh my God, these guys are yes. good. And the second one had like, I think it was Super Porky was in there. Shocker, Super Porky, uh, Maximo, Shocker. I think Shocker was in that. Yeah, right? Shocker. Was Shocker, I was, t- I, I was amazed at how good he looked. And there were like Tomatongo. I mean, before that, I was like, eh, you know, he's all right. But in a, in one of these Torneo Cyberneticos, you don't really yeah. expect much from the from the foreigner. And he turned out to be really good. Well, that that other match was all right, but. So the first you're saying the first elimination match. The was. first elimination match was um, all right. It was good, but it was more of a spot, spot, spot. You know, kind of like just a spot. Go there. through the moves. Yeah, and yeah. Wins. It was good. It was good. I'm not. I'm not saying it was bad or anything. <clears throat> now, see where I picked up was when I saw the um, uh, the final between Ultimo Guerrero, uh huh, and Sombra. Was that the same show? Wasn't that the... Uh, what, or was that... No, that was the no, second that show. Was the next that show. was the yeah, next that was show. The that was the next show, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, how did Sombra work? To... Oh, yeah, well, the only thing I did like about the first one, Volador, they did um, mm-hmm. the final of it. This I, I, I went to my page to figure, remember what it was. Um, they had... The final three was Casas, Volador Jr., and La Sombra. And they worked it as a three-way. Where they would outkick... Gotcha. Outkick every... Like, mm-hmm. they would trip everybody up and, and like... Elimin- try to eliminate the other and help the other one out mm-hmm. and that's that was I mean the, the end of it was really good 
but I mean, the rest of it was like, yeah, you know, it, these guys had all the bigger names, but it wasn't. But the second elimination match was really good. So, and the people in there, like you said, Super Porky, Moximo, Shocker, yeah. Guerrero Maya Jr., Tomatone. Gar- Guerrero Maya Jr. When I when I heard who was in it, mm-hmm. I said, Guerrero Maya Jr. is going to have to carry this match. That's right, yeah. Because I was like, there's nobody uh, else on this. Puma King. Puma, Puma King. King, and I thought, yeah, Puma King. But, but Puma King. I think I kind of warmed up to him as the year went on because mm-hmm. I wasn't as high on him. When it was Ray Cometa versus Puma King, I always thought Ray Cometa was really good. Puma King kind of, eh, you know, he's yeah. all right. But that match was where I kind of thought, okay, I'm warming up to him. He's really good. Now, I have to say, I've seen tons of, like, elimination-style matches in Lucha for years, and this is no exaggeration. This is the best one I've ever seen. In that really? Class. That thing... It's one of those matches that... It probably wasn't as good as, the, like, the first ones from, like, 97. Because that um, was really good. The one with Shocker, like... But that was because the announcer... You no, know, I probably didn't... I'm, I'm thinking you once... You probably didn't see it, huh? I'm thinking back further, My like... God, Like, late 80s, early 90s. I don't think they did that in the late... Not that same kind of thing, but whenever there was any... Some some sort of tournament or battle royale... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a throwaway. It was... Whenever there was yeah, but the, funky like that. But this moved beautifully. I... I thought when it started it was just going to be one big clusterfuck and yeah and you see the names like Porky you're like oh Porky's going to get eliminated right away it's if they don't if he, if he stays in there we're pretty much screwed but he stayed in there he was pretty good um the whole match was good it was paced beautifully uh this one everybody should go out of their way to see I'm looking for the list because I remember there, oh it happened um oh it was in December I'm all talking really quiet. <laughs> don't don't hear me, guys. Okay, this is the part this we're going to put some advertising. We're going to place advertising in here. Yeah, Felino was in that too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah that's why I thought about it. Because I thought Super Porky's in it, Maximo's in it, Shocker's in it, Felino's in it. And I thought, comedy. And Dragon Rojo Jr., who I... I and he was really good in that too. Dragon yeah. Rojo Jr. was really, you, you know what's was, funny? was amazingly I, I, good in that. I'm one of the few people I love Dragon Rojo. No, Rojo no. Jr. You know what it is? There's wrestlers. I've noticed uh, that wrestlers like him. Really? Because I, I know I there's, 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 I there's a couple him. of wrestlers that will comment about it, mm-hmm. and they talk about how they really like him. And it's like, and whereas fans, it's like, yeah, you know, I don't really like him. <laughs> They're like, no, he's cool. Yeah, I, I've always dug yeah. him. And I, and I know most people. I hear yeah. saying, yeah, I could do without this guy. Yeah. But no, this match was pure energy. I mean, these oh yeah. Guys, it wasn't just that they had their working shoes on. It's, it looked like they were amped up. and Yeah, and they were all like into it and everything. I yeah. just dug it. That's probably one of my, my favorite matches of 2012. Yes, and of course, uh, Tonga came out on top of that one. That was also a surprise to me. I didn't Cause you, I, I didn't picture him getting that push. I kind of thought it would because the Foreigner versus um, Sombra. Yeah. But then I thought, yeah, you know, it's CML. They're going to... They're gonna let Tamatanga win, yes. so everybody was upset because <laughs> you know the whole the it's all it's the it's the little brother complex where New Japan's the big brother mm-hmm. and everything they do you have to please them, right. so you end up having Tamatanga and up winning or whatever. Gotcha. But that didn't happen, which led to the it was really good, and that was and the final match between uh, Tamatanga and uh, Sombra was a really really awesome match. Yeah. I really enjoyed that match a lot, uh, and I know we I know we went over some of the specifics earlier, uh, but uh, that's worth going at. Even Thomas Tonga, some of the dives he was doing were, were crazy. Yes, there was a lot of good matches in December. It was funny. We were like we were 
bringing up how how the observer has the their their year end yes. awards and it's like December. This is why you continue with December. There were still some good matches. There were, and and I th- I think it was in the observer, uh, and I have to disagree strongly. They say there was nothing. Nothing. I think they said not nothing much happened. special happened in CML in December, and these matches. You want to know how many good matches there were, and and, they, and and I know a lot of people would say, oh well, those matches weren't as good as some of the other stuff. But still, you have to watch those to consider them as possible good matches yeah there was a, a tag match between um Raziel mm-hmm. and Cancerbero versus um Stuka and Fuego that was really good Stuka who was one of yeah. my faves they were, Stuka and Fuego there's a there's a that's probably the best tag team in Mexico and who would have thought, thought that yeah because Fuego I mean sometimes I'm like man Fuego's he's he you know what it is like the CML Technicos they all look the same yes so Fuego kind of fell into that group but he's another guy that kind of he really looked good. He's this one year. I have to watch yeah. more of. I he was really good this year. Clear picture. Yeah, he, he, had, Stu, Stuka, he had a good match with Virus. He had a good year too. Like I, I don't ever uh, picture Stuka being a, a top player or anything, but I really he's enjoy awesome, him. Yeah, I he's really awesome. like him. And just that Stuka dive he does. That, yeah, the one where he just. Yeah, I mean, just uh, when I hear the description of. Uh, unfortunately, nobody can see that what I just did. That's right. <laughs> this is what depresses me about this. Should I think we, that's why we have to do a YouTube video. We have to do YouTube videos. Yes, now. and we can yes. we can post yes. my dive my dive imitation of Stuka, which is basically just me falling, <laughs> falling into the couch. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, um, boom. But that was a good match. Um, Girl Maya Junior versus Negro Casas, which we had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel de Oro versus Negro Casas happened again in December. Terrible versus Sombra happened in December. There was a lot of stuff. You could just go through the whole list of all the CMLs to happen. Negro Casas in his early fifties and wrestling like he's younger. Yeah, I know. That's that's he's awesome. Mm-hmm. They gotta they gotta figure out what he's taking to pass it along to everybody else. Exactly, exactly. Gonna, I mean, I mean, uh, my you know, the first time I ever saw Negro Casas was in 1985, and he blew me away f- from day one. And that was the first time I saw him do his patented Negro Casas bump from the top turn buckle, uh, the butt bump to the floor. Yeah. And I, like, freaked out when I saw that. And as I watched him over the years, it dawned on me that he wrestles a really... I mean, he, he, he can do moves where it looks like he's crashing and burning, but he really knows what he's doing. Yeah. Where... Especially indie guys I meet these days, they do crash and burn moves, and they're almost disappointed if they don't stiff each other. Like yeah, it's a, yeah. they want to have like a war wound or something to show off their manhood. Where I think Costas was always economizing on his body. Like, I mean, you know, I don't know him, but I'm assuming that's what he he does. He's got it. Yeah, I mean, those older guys have like all these. Idea, ways of taking care of themselves like Blue Panther's another guy yeah yes that's still, another like, good point he's a guy who still sticks uh, Black around. Terry Atlantis Black mm-hmm. Terry yeah Fuerza Fuerza's still around yes he's shooting with Black Terry and in There's my an, mind and Black Terry's another guy who you should mention as one of the top guys in 2012 and he didn't have a great he's had way better years before but even this year he had great like he had a feud with Chico Che mm-hmm. I don't think you've seen Chico Che no have you I seen, have not. I, yeah, I think I gave you video, um, videos of him I have a lot of videos to watch <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> And um, he had, a, like, a couple of matches in between. But he didn't have, like, a great yeah. year. But he's always really good. And, uh, you know, and, uh, 
I, I, I mean, I think something yeah, you can learn from the older wrestlers is, yeah. I mean, they could make it look technical, they could make it look brutal. They Just could, don't learn from Hijo Santo. <laughs> don't be a don't learn don't politics. A, don't learn Do to be politics. Yes, don't yeah. burn. Don't, don't learn to burn bridges like but, you know, Santo. Where's the Pirata? All those guys could fly, fly. They could, you know, technically wrestle. They could. Do what they need to do to get over, and you're going to get injuries still when you're doing everything right, you know. And it's, you yeah. know, man, I hope that I hope that legacy remains. Yeah. Speaking of legacies, oh, uh, I gotta check the whatever I was gonna. Uh, <laughs> okay, what, what was, was that? that? When we were doing the Slam and Stand podcast, uh, for the first time ever, we had some breaking news yeah. in the middle of the podcast. Very sad breaking news. It's, it's never good news, you know. I know, totally. It's always sad. We never get any good news. It's always somebody... Yeah, and in this case, one of one guy that both you and I really like a lot, Emilio Charles. He was my Facebook friend. He was your Facebook yes. friend, yes. Was he your Facebook friend? No, he wasn't. He's still my Facebook friend. He will be forever, I do believe. Forever. It becomes an in memoriam. What was that? In memoriam? That's right. A memorial page. Yes. Uh, apparently a really nice guy too apparently I've heard that's what I've heard too yeah. and what the, a... the the uglier the the friendlier <laughs> <laughs> that's the isn't that the or the the, the more rudo the friendlier yeah is that the it's a it, you know we we gotta we gotta work on that it'd be a good bumper sticker or a good t-shirt yeah it would be one of those uh, I started watching him in 89 and totally dug him right away. I mean, I dug him in the same class of Rudos like uh, Pirata Morgan and Negro Casas. Uh, you know, I, I think he went through a, a Technico run, but I always remember him as a Rudo. Yeah, like in the 90s, wasn't it? Yes, but a good technical Rudo. I mean, very... Uh, you know, it's weird because I watch. Rounded. That's that's where that's where I fall apart from watching so much wrestling. I can't remember a lot of the stuff. But if you tell me about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. I know. That. Yeah, it's like. Or <laughs> I remember people, stuff from years yeah, ago like, better than I do. That's now. why when people when when people start asking me, you you remember this person? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you do realize I have watched like thousands of shows mm-hmm. over the years. It's like there's only so much I can remember. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like. Well, one thing is, you have to refresh my memory, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." One of the memories that sticks out is uh, when he put over Atlantis at uh, the Arena Mexico show, the anniversary show, uh, which was probably the biggest in history, where uh, Cien Caras and dropped Rio. his mask to Rio, which was a really good match. But that was the match where uh, Atlantis won one of the titles from Emilio. Yeah, and I'll never forget. Uh, People who I remember seeing Emilio when he was with the um, Tony Arce and um, who was it? Tony Arce and Volcano. Oh no, yeah, I was like one of the most underrated. Yeah. Uh, trios That's when I ever. first saw them. I first saw them like yeah. in '87 or '88. And I didn't see. Uh, Might have been earlier. I didn't see them till they became Los uh, Destructores with uh, Rocco Valente. Yeah. Uh, but Emilio Charles, I, I remember his match with Atlantis, and I remember. Well, recently when Dave Meltzer wrote the short obituary on him, he mentioned how he is really good at getting other wrestlers over. And I remember the third fall of that match. And, you know, title matches often, I, I've seen really short first falls, but usually the third fall is long and drawn out. Yeah. And that third fall, I just remember Emilio Charlie's fiercely charging Atlantis, uh, missing, and then walking right into Atlantis's backbreaker. 
for it must have been like a 30 second third fall yeah and the place popped like crazy yeah that guy was great he yeah he, he did a lot of i mean the the feuds he would have like with silver king and guys like that mm-hmm. over the years he was just like in fact i watched that match on youtube earlier is the night the 1996 hair yeah. versus hair well i mean if you think about it it was basically dandy mm-hmm. nero casas and emilio charles jr who were basically the workhorses for cmll when they were going through that period of time when when everything was falling apart, yes. they were like the workhorses. They were the one, three constant guys. Very true. Because you had Satanico left for a while. Yes. A lot of the guys who were supposedly like the main guys, they would come and go. And these guys were always like the three guys who were always there. And those the are three, yeah, those are three guys. I and those are three guys you really want. Like, yeah. If you're going to have a promotion die, you want your top three. Those were three guys that I cannot recall ever seeing just not looking like they were into it. They looked like they were always on. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, you never expect... You never saw them, like, mailing in a match or anything. Exactly. Exactly. And, and Dr. like Wagner, we were talking Dr. about... Dr. Wagner. <laughs> Behave yourself, Fredo. <laughs> he, he calls in. <laughs> I'll tell Conan on you. Yes. Got, but Conan's going to kick my ass. Yes. And Dr. Wagner Jr. will catch Oh, me. man. We're, we're going to have to... Do, you're going to have to get some protection for this. Can't we have Bull Nakano kick my ass instead? <laughs> but um, getting back to... Um, Emilio Charles. Yeah. yeah. The, the, <laughs> or, no, no, I'm sorry. You're, you were saying something about it. Oh. You were saying... Uh, the hair versus hair that I saw, uh, what I loved, you know, he was a true Rudo in the With match. With Silver King. With Silver King, yes. Right. He was a true Rudo in the match. Um, Silver King's another guy who was great during that era. Yes. He was amazing. Yes. Both drew blood in the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, But uh, it was a simple um, uh, finish, a clean finish where Emilio Charles went over. You know, what was it? Did you ever see that match that Emilio did? Didn't he work on one WCW show? If he did, I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, one of the like second level. I can't remember, but I remember mm-hmm. reading the Observer, mm-hmm. and then it said Emilio Charles Jr. I think lost to Lizmark, mm-hmm. and then later on it said I think on the following issue it said it wasn't Lizmark, it was Atlantis. I remember I remember saying, "Oh my God, they brought in Atlantis and Emilio Charles Jr. <laughs> and I didn't get to watch that." Oh, man. I think I did watch it though. I kind of I kind of I I I could have sworn because <laughs> I I was watching a lot of that crap like. I was nonstop Saturdays. Now, in the multiple uh, write-ups about Emilio Charles, uh, you know, we were talking earlier in the week that uh, they left. You know, they they talked about the obvious reason why uh, the later trio was called Los Guapos, is yeah, because they were all. Well, all that was that were, was started by Shocker, though. Yeah, but the they shock. were all far from handsome. Yeah. But eventually, he became a Guapo. Yes, he he he. But, he he was a babyface. Well, actually, that was what we when we're talking about his time during baby. He was like yes. from ninety, I think from ninety eight mm-hmm. through ninety nine or two thousand, which is probably when he I was, watched the yeah. least lucha. He was a babyface. Well, before that, he basically made he, he basically I think he teamed with Doctor Wagner Jr. Mm-hmm. and he made Shocker and Mister Niebla. Oh, they basically made them into like the 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 stars of the promotion. Gotcha. And then like down the road, he became a babyface when um. When Tarzan Boy was going through the whole phase of turning. Mm-hmm. So for six months, he was his tag partner. In trios matches, they would always team up. And the other guy would get upset, like Casas or Santo or somebody mm-hmm. would get upset. And Emilio was the one that would tell him, come on, why are you turning or why are you doing this? And then when Tarzan Boy turned, a few months later, that's when Emilio turned in and went to the, the Wapos. And then Shocker turned babyface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the part that... Uh you noted that nobody, you know, really touched on is uh, 
they say that he was uh, dubbed El Rey de Beautiful because he was ugly, but that's not quite the no, story. They're, Please, they're, um, you must tell us. Yeah, this. they posted a video. Um, I think it was Crew Demon, mm-hmm. a guy who does a podcast in Mexico. He posted a video of um, why... Um, I think it was him or was the guys from the Gladiators, one mm-hmm. of those two sites. Um, they posted a where they asked him, why do you, they call you El Rey de Beautiful? And he's like, well, everybody assumes it's because I, I have this face, this beautiful face. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you know, because apparently people thought I'm ugly. It's like, and that's why people thought, okay, it's a joke. It's like, no, it's not that. So it could be that. People could interpret it as that. It's like, no, the reason they call me this is because I got into this thing where people would ask me, how am I doing? How am I doing? And I, and I would say, beautiful, beautiful. So Dr. Al- Alfonso Morales, after hearing me a few times saying, beautiful, beautiful, he started calling me El Rey del Beautiful. That is awesome. And that's where he got the name. I, I love that people. story. Yeah. That is so awesome. And so, I mean, he, he probably, he was probably one of those guys. Apparently, the um, Ernesto Campo was telling me the, the barber mm-hmm. from CMLL, he has a lot of great stories. Really? He's the guy that you got to, like, people should ask to, like, tell great stories because he's been around he's there been around them for all. a really long time. Wow. He's the guy that apparently is the, the storyteller. Well, Emilio Charles is one guy never met and... Uh, it's I'm a great a, worker. I'm shocked to say I never saw live, and boy did I miss out. Because great worker. A great, great, worker. great worker. All the guys he worked against were like, there's so many. Plus the outpouring, the outpouring of like just people like saying great stuff mm-hmm. about him was amazing. And I was surprised he died before like Pierrot. Yes. Because Pierrot looks well, in bad shape. Such an ironic. Uh, I mean, I guess he was a part of. Not that like, I'm the, wishing the any detriment, but the Pierrot's, um, Pierrot's a nice guy too. Yeah. 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 I actually did meet him. Yeah, the ago. empty arena. At the empty arena match in uh, <laughs> With Atlantis, right? Yes. You met Atlantis. What did you think of Atlantis? Super nice guy. Yeah. Did he swim? Did you? Did he offer to swim with dolphins with you? <laughs> no? Oh, my God. You didn't get to swim with dolphins all with I know, Atlantis? I, all I know is I took a picture of him, and he smiled and said, that'll be $25, please. He did? And then he, he slapped me on the back. Uh, he, then he yeah. took off his mask, and I said, oh, my God. Like, why are you covering that face? Like, that guy. Yeah, and what did he say? Uh, no, I didn't actually say oh, it, but I thought, like, I mean, the dude had the most handsome baby face you've ever seen. It's like, I always wondered why. He- I've always thought, I've always heard he's been, he's a really, like, a, one of the good professional guys. I mean, come on, a yeah. guy who takes time to t- spend with kids and stuff. In fact, I, actually, I remember Billy Anderson uh, briefly was in Mexico uh, for CMLL, and he couldn't say enough nice things about Atlantis. Kind yeah, of the Vianos or other people that are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Emilio Charles, uh, so uh, many great, I, I, yeah, I make no bones at just bowing to his legacy. I get as corny as I can get. He was just, that era of wrestlers was, were so great. Like they were him, awesome. Dandy, Pirata yes. Morgan, Satanico, yeah. Nero Casas. A lot of them are still going. Pir- so, uh, Pirata, Nero Casas. Pirata's still great. I, Pirata, another one on my top, top, top five list. Yeah. Yeah, I with no shame get down Jerry Estrada to the ring that they uh, yeah. work on. Atlantis, cool. Liz Mark was around that yeah. time. And, Liz, and Atlantis still hanging in there pretty good, yeah? Yeah, he's still pretty good. That's cool. He's he's with um, Girl Maya Jr. Yeah. And I, mean, I know I should know because I've seen him, but yeah. I, I realize... They I'm were not. in that field with the Invaders, the yeah. Invader group, with uh, Cranio and all those guys. He had a great... I can't remember who it was. He had a match where he just tossed the guy over the, the guardrail. Oh, it was that match with the in the invaders. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was psychosis. He spears them and they go over the guardrail. Wow! The guy and then he climbs the top rope mm-hmm. and does his planche off the top rope to the outside. 
The guy is in his 50s too, right? Isn't he like in his 50s wow, too? Wow, easily. Yeah. There's another guy who's really good. Man. Man, I hope these guys don't retire. So I hope good. so too, and I hope they keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. Well, uh, I know we're... Uh, I have I, to, before we get to Titans, we probably, <laughs> let's just do let's just do the surprise luchador thing because I think I think you could do a Titans yeah, after because no problem yeah because I think do it. so there's a video that's been coming on that shows you a a new luchador heading to CMLL a you new see, you see like you see like a well there's been silhouette, two. A silhouette you saw you saw the first one where it's the guy in the mask right yes and it's like this really buff guy and everything so everybody's trying to guess who it is the second video that they're going to show is already online. It's it's a guy who's working out, but he doesn't have a mask anymore. He has he's got light skin, and he has like this light brown hair. So everybody's been trying to figure out who it is. Like it's Chris Masters. I'm like, dude, Chris Masters. He he has like this. Um, what are those things that they put on their hands? Kind of like the Thor stuff that they. Yeah, put. the the wrist brace. The wrist brace the, braces mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it can't be Chris Masters because Chris Masters has um, a tattoo mm-hmm. that goes from from the beginning of his. Um, from where his wrist, mm-hmm. all the way up to like practically his elbow, and it's not a it's not a tattoo that that right. thing's gonna hide because it's green and like it looks like it's like a it looks green. Take a lot of makeup, yeah, to that baby. So I'm not sure it's him, but like like people are saying, CML has done this. They already switched the guy twice. Oh, so it's like it could be him. I mean, you never know. But I mean, and I'm is not, he the only candidate? Or? No, there's a bunch of like Angelico's been mentioned. Mm-hmm. Angelico's this. Um, I think it's. I'm thinking he's Spanish. Really? From Spain? I'm okay. thinking. I'm thinking he's either Spanish or South African. <laughs> I think he's South African. Now I should know. I think he's South African. I, I, sh- I, I should know because I've never seen Angelico, but I claim I have seen him. So I know. <laughs> you know what it is? He's been in Mexico for such a long time. I already got used to him being <laughs> like from Mexico. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. Like one of those things. Where it's like, I can dig it. It's one of those things where it's like. I mean, Colosso Cole said he's in Mexico long enough. It's yeah. You, know, and you, you forget where he's Argentina. from. Yeah. Oh, that's the great thing about the internet. And I know I just looked it up too, like earlier. <laughs> but I think he's um, yeah, he's Spanish. Oh, okay. A Spaniard. Okay. Yeah, Spain. And then he he worked. See, he worked in. <laughs> oh, he is Spanish and South African. <laughs> he was in both oh. places. I guess he lives in both places. He's a jet set. Yes, I'm guessing his he must his. <laughs> His family would be, like, from military or something. Possibly. Yeah, and apparently people think it, thought it was him, but he's too skinny to Unless it's a Mike Lozanski who's born into a money family who can jet set around a... And people, I, like I said, all I know is it's the, the, the only thing I was told... Oh, he is from South Africa, Johannesburg, South Africa. Mm. He is born in South Africa, but okay. I guess he, he spent time in Spain. We need to get Jose Fernandez to, exactly. to investigate this. Um <laughs> Everybody thinks Jose. Are you listening? Everybody thought it was him. Jose should know. And then somebody actually thought it was Batista. And I go, really? really? Yes. Somebody in Mexico thought it was Batista. Like he's like, I just want to mention that. Um, oh, that's funny. It's not Batista. And I'm like, dude, why would you even think it was Batista? <laughs> I, go, <laughs> I go, that guy. That guy. Make, that guy probably makes more <laughs> more money in one day just not wrestling <laughs> than he would in Mexico. I don't know who it is, actually, but... And is there a debut date set like they did with, like, the new Mystico and that it, kind of... It might be during the time when everybody's gone to um, Japan. Oh. Because, I mean, who's going to wrestle those shows? Just, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of shows. Have them debut. It's probably somebody who's already there. It could be somebody that's already there, and we don't... They just 
put him in the new mask and stuff. They did that with Titan and Triton. Mm-hmm. Titan and Triton were Titan was Palacio Negro and Triton was um. Yeah, but in this Triton case, Ma- that'd Maga, be kind of a was buzz that kill. or something. I think it'd be kind of a buzzkill in this case. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's gonna be a buzzkill anyways. People in, online don't care, you know. They they like to complain about stuff. Yeah, I like to mark out for stuff. The yeah. older I am, the more I like to mark out. I hope it's some um, like some. I hope his debut includes him going through like a wall and tripping it over. Oh, that'd like, be bitch. Yes, like like, like uh, uh, Shockmaster. Yes, yes. <laughs> I dig that. They should have run with it. They should have had Shockmaster be like a Chris Farley character who always falls yes. off of things. They but, should bring him back like every single. Oh, that would be awesome. Raw on this edition of Raw. And all of a sudden, yeah. Oh, welcome to Raw. I screwed up again. <laughs> Get a pie in the face yeah. for no reason. Um, okay, so the Titanes and El Ring anecdote that I want to say uh, now I'm trying to remember we were talking about when we do Lucha World and the occasions we do Slam and Stand that I would have a yeah you were going to say something like you were going to have like a you were going to talk about a wrestler or something I enjoyed on Titan yeah you were going to talk about some wrestler I can't remember if I said I was going to do that on Lucha World or Slam and Stand doesn't matter. You're never going to do it in, Lu- in Slam and Stan. Because we rarely because do you, Slam you, and you basically, yeah, And then you basically, you guys start rambling on about movies and exactly. books and all this other stuff. It, and then you ask me if I've ever seen like some 1930s movie. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Like, and I do intend to bring a pile of DVDs of uh, obscure flicks and you and I are going to have a marathon and <laughs> yes, I'm going to yes, educate you yes, to the ways of I can only imagine. You must watch Skidoo Skidoo, with Jackie yes. Gleason. Yes. Okay, um, my... Uh, Titanes and Elrine anecdote for this episode. Uh, about a week ago, I was uh, enjoying some Sapporos and getting a little giddy, and I was on Facebook, and I was IMing people, and uh, one of the people I IMed was Paulina Cardigan, and I remembered an episode of Titanes and Elrine where at the conclusion of the show... Martine had won a hair versus hair match, uh, and his barely conscious opponent was sitting in the barber's chair, uh, all shaved, hair, beard, mustache shaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, this aired here in LA in 1973, so that was. Can the, you remember this stuff? My it's goodness. It's scary how much I remember yes. from back then. I was such a wrestling nerd. I can't remember, like, the whole... Emilio, we were talking about Miller Charles Jr. I can't even remember, like, half the stuff that I'm trying to remember. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember what I was doing earlier today, but I can yeah. remember what I watched on TV 40 years I could, ago. I could, tell, I, could tell you, I could tell you every episode of Mid-South Wrestling when I yes. watched it, when I watched it as a kid. But, like, if you ask me, like, something that I watched on video Isn't or something... Isn't that bizarre? Like, Our childhood memories are yes. cemented in there beautifully. Yes. They're so pliable. Uh, but... Uh, I think the match probably took place in 72. I don't uh-huh. know quite how long it took for all the tapes to... Which I think were bootlegs. But uh, Martine has a little baby, a little baby girl, uh, who I assume is Paulina. And she he ha- he sets her on top of the defeated wrestler's head, oh, running away. <laughs> and so I emailed her, uh, or I am turned said, do you know anything about that? And she, I think she said, no, never heard, heard of that. I'm saying, well, I think that was you. Uh, and this particular wrestler, uh, I only saw that one time. It, it, it was a it was a trippy thing, where uh, it was the main event. 
and they introduce some guy as El Gigante de something. Mm-hmm. And it's a guy who looks like an even taller version of Coloso Colosetti. Oh, wow. With uh, beard, the mustache, the very dark hair. But he's dressed like in a really nice sweater, uh, dress pants. Uh, and he gets in there, you know, me knowing no Spanish, all I knew was he's, here's this giant uh, wrestling Martin Tcardigan mm-hmm. in his dress clothes. And he just charges Martin and is beating him down like he's a monster and beating him into oblivion. And me and my my friends and I were all watching it going, oh, my gosh, he's destroying him. This is insane. We've never seen Martin get destroyed like this. Yeah. And, of course, Martin slowly comes up and lays his patented El Cortito on mm-hmm. the guy again and again and he paced this stuff beautifully. He did, just didn't get up and... Yeah, it took him a while. To yeah, get... it wasn't a Hulk Hogan thing where he just yeah, where he just energized. like Well, I mean, he wasn't as big as Hulk Hogan. Exactly, but his magic... It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be believable, come on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he slowly came back and slowly finally destroyed the guy. And besides, the back rakes never affected um, Hulk Hogan either. That's true, Remember yes. That? Yes. Yes. That we know of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, that's what's... Damaged his back, actually. That's probably, That's true, probably it. Yes. yes. <laughs> the ca- the well, it's funny. I, I, I thought about that mm-hmm. every now and then, but I never heard that wrestler uh, referred to again. And I'm uh, on the Quadrilatero Catch page on Facebook, mm-hmm. which, if there is anybody out there who is interested in Argentina wrestling, that is the greatest um, person to friend. Because uh, there's tons of Argentina history. And I was blown away to uh, see a new photo was added, and there standing tall was El Gigante de Barba. Oh, wow. And I just stared at him for a minute going, oh my gosh, that's the guy I saw on TV like 40 years ago, who I've never heard of again. And uh, now my curiosity has peaked, and I want to learn more about this guy. If I... Saw a reference on another page who said he wrestled under several other gimmicks. One as El Yeti. Mm-hmm. Well, probably all the big gimmicks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but the funny thing is, when I uh, looked at the Titanis and El Ring encyclopedia, that didn't seem to gel with what it was. They didn't. Is he in there? Um, the Yeti's in there. But he's not. But like, he, he, he. The reason it sounds so sketchy and mishmash is because I um I just discovered this right before I came over. Uh, great. See, you didn't plan ahead. Yeah, but I was so blown away. <laughs> I was so blown away. I had to I bring think you it were, up. I think you were distracted by Alicia beatboxing. <laughs> you were just amazed that he had that talent. I was. You're like, man, this kid has I mad was skills. Mesmerized. Yes. I was mesmerized. Not yeah, as but much it's, when, it's, when I see Princesa Blanca wrestle, but I was mesmerized. Isn't she awesome? Yes, I love Princesa, Princesa Blanca. Blanca. Another high spot. Yeah, she, she was another highlight. Um, her and Princesa Suhei, mm-hmm. when they're on working well, I would they make to... every match that they're in really good. And you know what? But I when would... they're off, it just looks horrible. It's like a train True. You're very, but you're they're really right. good. CMLL's women are really talented. There's just like a lot of women that too many. Of and a lot of times they 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 are always wrestling the same yeah. matches. Yeah, so it's like a yeah. little overkill. Yeah, I would actually. I mean, I know trios are the thing, but I would like to see the two of them actually as a as team. a tag team. That would rock. There's a lot of tag teams like they would look good as a tag team. 
the Cancer Burrows as a tag mm-hmm. team, um, Fuego and Stuka as a tag team, which but they work more regular yeah. than the women. The women don't do any tag team. There should be some. Yeah. I, I'm, I get and tired. I, I get tired of watching the trios matches, and they always have to include like an extra person. Yes, it's like, eh, it's not yeah. that good. I would actually. I mean, I'd love to. But they got to pay all these people too. So. Exactly, and I'm not. And I, believe me, I'm, every time, even if I see a train wreck of a match, because I think she's hot too. Like I do Princess too. Blanca. Oh yeah, me too. I think Felino like went out of his league for her. Mm-hmm. She's she's my current. and that outfit. That outfit is amazing. Like, she's my current luchadora yeah. crush. Yeah, mm, she is. Uh, see, we don't just like the skinny. <laughs> no, 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 no. Curvaceous. Yeah. I, I have more of the taste of Robert Crumb when it comes to <laughs> Curvaceous. Um, <laughs> Somebody, somebody's listening to this going, oh my god, these guys are going to get pervy. Yeah. Uh, it's like Bruni. Bruni right there. What? Uh-huh. Never seen another Ring Girl? No, I haven't. Here, I'll, I'll click a link. Let, let's check out Ring Girl. Okay, so, this is the perv. This is the this perv, is the perv section. Perv. First, I went to this sweet anecdote about something from my childhood into all the women I'm lusting after. Oh, she's pretty. I think you've seen her. Yes, I have. Didn't know her name I, was Bruni. Yeah, we, we've learned all their names thanks to <laughs> thanks to Leo Riano. <laughs> uh, so we're not the only perv. No, he's, he, he's the one that tells us who they are. <laughs> her and Erica... But actually, you know, I was laughing because I go, I think I know more of the CMLL Ring Girls names than mm-hmm. the WWE Divas. I can't think of a single uh, WWE Divas name besides um, Eve Torres. And you know what? If you lined up all the WWE Divas, I couldn't tell you which one was which. And if you lined up all the CMLL Ring Girls, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're, that's her, that's her, that's her. And I must say, even when the CMLL women's matches are falling apart, there's still so much better to see than a WWE. Oh God! Diva. Oh. oh my God! I mean, it's just good to see I've women some, who know the craft. Yes, like even Luna Mahika when she screws up. Yes, yes. She screws up. And there's something appealing about her too. I mean, she's weak as a wrestler, but yeah, she but, looks like a little spark plug type of. Like, yes, yes, like a, like, exactly. She'd be like that. Oh, but she misses so many bad, so badly that it it's hard true. for her to take her like that seriously. She should almost try to do less moves in the ring because yeah, she's a main the... eventer in, Me- in Japan. <laughs> for Reina, I don't want to rip on Reina because Reina, is a promotion that follows me on Twitter. I don't want them to. Hear this podcast. Don't follow Fredo. <laughs> this is Vandal Drummond speaking. Raina. Raina, Do you Raina know promotion. who I am? I am Vandal Drummond. Um, I carry no authority anywhere. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, there's so much good wrestling. There is. It actually, a lot of crappy wrestling too, but you know. Yeah. But I, I, I know there's a lot of places where attendances aren't big, but there's some quality work. Oh, right well, that was there. the big thing at the end of the year. They were all talking about what's wrong with Lucha Libre. I think because because of, of attendance, and I said, "Well, you know, they're running in the same place. It's typical of any other territory. Mm-hmm. People just don't go to every show. They're picking the show that they want to go to. Yes, but some of the shows are really empty. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I think the problem is that the booking is also it's so yeah. disorganized. I, if, if, if each promotion has their own problem for attendance, mm-hmm. like AAA, like if Conan says because they're going to the same place, mm-hmm. I would say I would agree." They don't go to, like, Monterey and all these right. other places as often. Like, they don't have their big show yeah. in Monterey. It's always, like, they go work for well, Monterey, but it's not the... I hear people... I hear so many people kind of pointing to CML as being the one that has the attendance problem, but they're not the only one, are they? No, they're all, they're all yeah. having attendance problems. IWRG doesn't draw well. Yeah. And there's some good stuff, too. They're really good, too. But, I mean, the only time they draw is when they have um, the AAA talent there. 
And that's why everybody suggests that they should all work together. Oh, I should tell you, Hijo Santo, Hijo Santo does this article. We, I think it's monthly. I'm guessing it's monthly uh, for this one magazine or website. For I think it's Jaro or um, Record. I can't remember which one. And he writes, he did this, since everybody's talking about what's wrong with Lucha, mm-hmm. he goes on this rant where he just, it, he, he, he splits it into falls. The first fall, like him complaining about everybody. The second fall is him complaining about more. Mm-hmm. And then the third fall is him, the solution. So first of all, he rips on CML, he rips on AAA, he rips on the uh, on, on them using women and in, in matches, mixed matches mm-hmm. with men and everything. Then he rips on um, certain people in charge of the promotions. Then he rips on, he didn't say it, he didn't say the guys, mm-hmm. but he kind of intentionally ripped on Negro Casas and Felino. Ah. I kind of I kind of took it as that like right. him ripping on them. Then he was ripping on like Cybernetico and all these other guys that weren't. He ripped on Conan. He ripped on Conan because Conan goes on Twitter and starts <laughs> sending him tweets like like calling him all this like right. like frog face and all this stuff. <laughs> and um, so he rips on them. And then his solution at the end. What is his solution? We should all work together. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. I don't think people. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then he's like, he. And then Conan's like, you know. First of all, neither us nor CMLL want you. He's <laughs> like, we want you. <laughs> yeah, we both hate your guts. And if that's the only thing, that would be the only thing that would like probably unite AAA and CMLL, mm-hmm. that they hate Hijo Santo enough. Right, exactly. Would, that would be the big, like if Hijo Santo was like the powerhouse or something. They say, let's fight fire Let's fight fire. him. <laughs> let's fight him. <laughs> you know. And I would love forever. to see Santo back in, in CMLL. Oh yes, yes. I would, but he's he's, he's he burned ridiculous. that bridge. Yeah, he burned terror, that bridge. I, I, oh, I have heard, and I do have to say, when UWA and EMLL were the two powerhouses, I was actually stunned that they would share talent as smoothly as they did. Yeah. I, I'm sure it wasn't without its bumps, but that's the only time in history I've heard of promotions in any way working together. What I hear since I, I've heard since I can remember. You know, if promoters just worked together... Like indie, indie promotions, we always hear that. Remember? We always Every hear time it. we hear that. And it's attempted, and it never works, and it always ends horribly. Like right before PWG started, remember? We would hear the rumor. I yes. Because I think PWG started right... Was MPW was before that, then mm-hmm. PWG. And like there was a period, like about a year period, where there was nothing really going on. And I remember everybody was running shows, and, and I would hear people say, why don't these guys... Why doesn't Jesse and... Um, and this other per- and Ron Rivera yeah. and Bart and all these other people that are local promoters. Why don't they all join up and XPW? Why don't they all join up and work shit together? And it's like no, they don't because they all have different ideas. They, they don't. Have different they don't want to do the same thing that the other person. Exactly. Wants to do. This is not. Uh, this is Rocky not... was always thrown in. Also, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because we were at yes. that show. We were at that show. Yes. That, that, and that, I, that. I, I think you probably heard people would somehow become would even become heated saying there's no excuse why they can't work together. Yeah, yeah, they get all to Stop backstabbing each other. I'm and I'm like guys, it's been tried so many times and it never works. Yeah. Don't even attempt it. And at the bigger I mean, the, 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 the bigger the, level no, doesn't work either. Oh, the bigger level the, the one I remember that was the most disastrous was uh when San uh, um uh in San Francisco when Roy Shire Worked with uh, Don Owen and in Portland. it just yeah because they were arguing over like 
like Moondog Main and guys like that, right? Stuff like that, and, and, and the quality of a Shire, Shire shows just went to hell. Uh, Shire went out of business very shortly after. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, there's been a number of times where people... Yeah, but then, like, the people who think it'll work, they look, look at Japan. I go, yeah, but how is the Japan situation no different than what's happening in Mexico? It's actually worse. Yes. Because a lot of those promotions are based off TV. NOAA hasn't been the same mm-hmm. since they lost their TV. Um, the smaller promotions, they do better without the other promotions. And it, it's, it's more of a, I think there's more of a, a willingness to share talent now. But when mm-hmm. they have done, like, promotion versus promotion... The, the other promotion, one, the other promotion was always weaker. The other promotion needed that, like when exactly, New Japan worked with exactly. UWF, it was because UWF was going through financial problems that they worked with um, New Japan. Wasn't that the reason? There oh was yes, something, there yes. was something going and, on. That's what it is. And well, same thing when uh, all Japan when they work with New Japan. Same thing when a promotion buys out a promotion, and uh, most historic one was when WWE bought WCW. And uh, they could have easily did this great angle where they have a war together. Yeah. And they sort of did it, but... They didn't, want, the re- they didn't want the big names because they knew they were going to get exactly. egos. And then when they had that ECW and then there's war... That. Then, then there's that. All the egos of the wrestlers that they, would get, get Yeah, involved. exactly. Uh, it, it, it just does not work. And, uh, yeah, you were at that one... Talk about the lowest level of this ever happening. Yeah. When Revolution Pro was still around. Remember that one incredibly strange wrestling show? Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't say who told you, but... Yeah, but, yeah, there's a referee came in, and he was representing another indie promotion, saying, I'd like to work together with you guys, and I'm going, well, exactly. One, (laughs) one, it's Eric Caden and Johnny running the show, but what do you want to do? He says, well, we do the incredibly strange show, and we'll have matches with our guys wrestling each other. We'll do our thing, you do your thing. And I'm going, this is incredibly strange wrestling. If we asked one of your guys to dress up as a giant penis, would you do it? And like, <laughs> no, we do our thing. I'm saying, that's not incredibly strange yeah, wrestling. It, so, uh, we, we want you to be a two-headed chicken that, you know... And you know what's great about it is that you could always find a wrestler who will do it. Yes. But on his own. It's not the promotion. It's on his own. Because look at in, in Japan. You get Minoru Suzuki showing up to like wrestle like the most... Like DDT. He'll show up like for a promotion like that. Right. Or like... Or like the whole thing with Stalker Ichikawa. Mm-hmm. They bring in these guys from other parts promotions to work with him. But they, they're guys that you're thinking, they're not going to want to wrestle this guy seriously. Right, right. And they love it. They love it. They yes. love doing that stuff. But they don't want to have the whole promotion because then the whole promotion. If it's a whole promotion, they're like, we can't have this happen because this guy's going to look bad and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it's like, oh, forget this. You exactly. Know? Yeah. You know, do your own thing if you're promoting. Yeah. And yeah. If you're oh, we, down. We, we can do a whole show on this. Yeah, we should, we should do it. Just on hour two, level. hour hour three. Yes. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're going like three hours long. Had, how long have we gone? Oh we my god, gone like two we've hours. Been going quite a while. We we're at not the, ninety minutes. I think we're not at ninety. Uh, minutes. one hour and eighteen minutes, and leave some room for the music. <laughs> okay, we're leaving room for the music. Well, for those of you who've endured the entire episode, thank you so much. For it's not that long. Listening. That's cool. There's a lot of podcasts that go longer than this. Oh. This is like this is like a like a lightning <laughs> match relam- podcast <laughs> relampago. This is Lucha World Relampago. Podcast. That should have been the name of the podcast. Yes, I love it. I think we're there. That's yes. what it's going to be renamed. It's going to be. Oh, let's make this a totally bitch in two thousand. But you know what we'll do? We'll put we'll post links to other podcasts mm-hmm. that are like 
two hours, three hours long, and then ours is like 90 minutes. So it'll make us look organized. Yes, it'll be like, oh, look at this guy's a short podcast. Well, let's let's do our best to make this a totally bitchin' 2013. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Take it easy.